Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me again today. I really appreciate your presence. Uh, thank you for supporting my, my podcast. I, I will start by apologizing for yesterday. I, I made a, a, a podcast, didn't have time to verify it. Um, and I, I realized afterwards there were, you know, um, uh, there were uh, voice um, uh, glitches in, in the recording, but I was so late in recording it and I was so tired that I, I just put it on, on on the podcast, uploaded it without verifying it. So I will make a revision uh, going forward, maybe on the weekend, but uh, so I apologize for that. Um, I will uh, try to be more um, thoughtful and uh, verify it, uh, verify the podcast going forward. But uh, yeah, I was really tired yesterday. Um, so today we're going to do something that's very important. I have spoken about uh, rape um, recently, uh, the exploitation of your mind and subsequent ex- exploitation of your body. I've talked about the Catholic Church. Um, I have spoken about, uh, in the Catholic Church, I bo- talked about St. Thomas, the Apostle of India. Um, and we are now seeing in India, I also talked about Mother Teresa, we are now seeing in India a uh, minority, majority, uh, atrocity literature, how the minorities are, are being uh, harassed, the minorities, the minorities, the minorities, absolute ridiculous fake news. Um, an agenda and the and the atrocity literature of communalism being pointed to the other side when the three fingers are pointing back at them. But I I need to show you what uh, the church does even in a in a Catholic or in a Christian majority country. Okay, a majority region, a majority province or state. What does a church do? So if the church is crying wolf when uh, when it's actually um, when it's actually the wolf in sheep clothing, uh, when they're trying to pretend that they're the victims, they are not. They are actually the perpetrators and the oppressors, and and uh, their cousins, the Abrahamic cousins in um, in Islam, is exactly are exactly the same. So um, I want to show you what the the church does in um, in in Roman Catholic or. Christian, predominantly Christian countries where they have absolute control. Now, this is, they're not a secondary, they're not minority, they are the majority, they have full power. And um, the province of Quebec in Canada is a French Canadian uh, Roman Catholic province because it's French, France is Roman Catholic, compared to uh, the rest of Canada, which was colonized by the United Kingdom. So, the bulk of Canada, English speaking Canada, uh, is um, actually Anglican, or should I say Baptist, or um, born-again Christians. They're not. They, what I'm trying to say is they don't belong to the Catholic Church. So many denominations in Christianity, and they belong to uh, any one of those. Now, there are Catholics in the other provinces, English-speaking provinces of Canada, but the, predominantly they are non-Catholic. That means Anglican, Baptist, born-again uh, any other denomination, and Quebec has a majority French Canadian, a Roman Catholic majority. The Church ruled absolute over here, and went through different phases. The Church has been in this in this province for about four hundred and fifty years, approximately four hundred years, uh, to French colonization.
very very important um, but the French um, the church uh, you know was a feudal power absolute feudal power and you have to match what the, the, the church has done uh, in 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 the Roman Catholic Church and other denominations, the Church have done in this province, uh, and what they they do, they have done exactly the same thing in Goa, exactly the same thing in India, and they have and Islam has done the same thing and is still doing the same thing today in different parts of the world and especially in India. This all you got to do is change the label and you will see exactly the same story. So I'm going to read you. Um, something that, uh, you know, read you articles on what the um, church has, has done or the, um, the legacy of the church in, in Quebec, Canada. And this I get from the faculty of Mariana Lopez, uh, Quebec History. Um, and it's called the Roman Catholic Church and Quebec. So uh, it's a department of history which, which came upon this. So without a doubt, um, the social institution that exercised the greatest influence and had the most impact on Quebec was the Roman Catholic Church, simply referred to as the church for the most part in Quebec uh, as a recognition of the unique place it occupied in the history of the province and the important role that it came to play. For quite some time, English-speaking literature on Quebec, the most common image of, was that of a priest-ridden province whose clergy not only exercised a disproportionate amount of influence on the people, said to be fairly simple, but as well as keeping them in relative ignorance and isolating them from the rest of the continent. It contributed to the increasing economic inferiority that came to mark the province remained severe until the recent past. While the, this image, like most, contained a grain of truth, it largely amounted to, um, it had some misinterpretation. Okay. Um, um, strangely enough, this negative image of, of the role of the church was echoed by the new social scientists that were trained in Quebec and in the period of the silent revolution. This group, which, or the quiet revolution, as it's called sometimes, uh, this group, which sought the modernization of Quebec and championed the cause of radical change, condemned widely uh, the obscurantism that had characterized Quebec in the period before the 1960s and blamed the church for much of its ills that believed that they believe afflicted Quebec in the contemporary era. Both groups had two things in common. They tended to view the role of the Catholic Church in history, in, uh, in Quebec history, is, is, um, in negative terms, and both argued as if the Church had always been dominant in the province. While the former is a matter of evaluation that is a subject of debate, the latter is increasingly nuanced by new findings. In Quebec history of the role of the Catholic Church in Quebec, it is possible to distinguish seven different periods, um, and we will go to those periods. The first period is the colonization period of 1608 to 1663, the theocratic uh, period, where the new colony of New France uh, was established and the church um, 
The church had a dominant role, played a part in the history and the formation of this province. Uh, it, can, it, um, it, it corresponds to a period of re intense religious activity in France, uh, as well as political instability and upheaval, and it was reflected in Canada. Uh, in the absence of appropriate state institutions, um, which uh, would come to be established later because this is a new colony, the church not only assumed the functions ordinarily devoted, ordinarily devoted to it uh, in Catholic France, but also attributed to the state properly. Uh, the church was involved in all social eco uh, educational services at that time, played major role in exploration of the continent, was involved in the government governance of the co colony, attracted many immigrants, uh, founded um, missions, very important, missions, okay, like the missionaries of charity, missions and cities like Ville-Marie, okay, which is a, now a small town in the city of, of, of Montreal, but at one point Ville-Marie was a, was a small city, uh, influenced in many ways, they also influenced in many ways the economy of the, the colony and relations, they were in charge of relations with the local native Indians, which is proselytization. In the absence of the state, the church became the state. Very important to see. The next period is the Gallican period, the civil from 1663 onwards, when a civilian government was firmly established by the royal edict in 1663, um, and um, it was established along the shores of the St. Lawrence River. Um, under these principles, the church remained strongly but subordinate to the state under a set of principles known as Gallican uh, freedoms. Uh, so Gallican, Gallicanism amounts to the creation of a national church, normally under the authority of the Pope, but in reality under so, the sovereignty of the monarch. Um, okay, so uh, it propounds to a number of ideas diametrically opposed to ultra-monetism, uh, montanism, while both Gallicans and, and ultra Montans wished the state and the church to be united for in their purpose. The Gallicans view of the church as subordinate to the state, while the latter viewing the church as a, this divine institution. But they have two different types of uh, uh, institutions, uh, divine institutions or um, orthodox institutions, but so they were divine, they were subordinate to the state because now the state, uh, through the monarch uh, of France, establishes its, its rule from 1663 to 1760. So, from 1760 to 1791 is what we call in Quebec as the post conquest pe period. Um, church suffered throughout the history, its history in Canada occurred as a result of the conquest. The church lost the protective mantle of the Catholic state, it, uh, its financial support and possibly of affecting recruitment in France at the time when it was not self-sufficient as yet in Canada. It also had lost its bishop in a crucial time. Um, the Salpicans and the Jesuit orders were banned from the colony. There are two different types of orders, like Sufis, Sufis, Sunnis, Chisti saints. They were so similarly in 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 Christianity and Catholicism. We have the Jesuits and the 
um, salpicans, um, and they were banned from the colony. Uh, aside from financial and recruitment poli uh, problems, the biggest dilemma was to be accepted by the British authorities, um, themselves dedicated to support the church, established um, to support of the established Church of England, and to combating the deleterious effects of popery. That means. Yeah, the effect of the Pope on them. The church also devoted a good part of its efforts in this period to be accepted by the British government because by now, uh, British had had pretty much was were, were expanding their control of the rest of Canada, which we now call English Canada, um, and um, they were in power. They were more powerful than the than the French. Uh, we know we have Atlantic Canada, uh, which is more English, English-speaking. We have, uh, predominantly, we have English Canada on the west coast of Quebec, which is all English-speaking. So they had more power than the French, so they had to, you know, play second fiddle, so to speak. Um, the fourth period is between 1791 and 1840, the revolutionary period, while the church gained respectability with the British authorities in the post-Congress period, it continued to face challenges that made it remain relatively influential with the people. At a time when the population of Low Canada grew at a very rapid rate, doubling every 25 years, the clergy could not keep up and consequently Consequently, the population did not fall so clearly under the watchful eye of the priest as they would have in earlier times and will in later periods. In practice, many parishes of this period remained without a resident priest and only were served by an itinerant clergy. The numbers... Um, um, yeah, so the development of a new economy... Um, um, increasingly centered on agriculture and the exploitation of the forest, creation of the parliamentary system in 1791 led to eventually to the rise of liberal professions, that means notaries, land surveyors, lawyers, doctors, who increasingly assumed leadership within the French-Canadian society. This class was agitated by new ideas coming out of the French Revolution. It was frequently anti-clerical, um, and generally nationalist and republican, expounded liberal and progressive ideas of many points, rested its power and influence on notions of democracy and freedom of thought. The church perceived this class uh, as dangerous on most of these points, especially as it challenged the potential leadership. While the society within the society and led the people increasingly to, into accepting radical views, eventually into rebellions with which the church strongly condemned. Um, the failure of rebellions from 1837 to 1838 discredited the liberal nationalists and served to demonstrate to the people that the conservative course of the church had been the right one. The church was ready to occupy its position of dominance, but first it would have to liquidate the reminiscence, the reminiscence of the liberal society. So that was the era of the church from uh, 1791 to 1840, very important. Um, from 1840 to 1896, in this period, the power and prestige of the Roman Catholic Church of Quebec rose continuously to reach an unprecedented level. Many indica indicators point to the increasing influence of the church, uh, the multiplication of religious congregations in the province, 
the establishment of many classical colleges. Uh, about 50% of the graduates will enter the priesthood. Uh, percentage of French Catholics who will do their Easter duty increases from 50, 60, um, around 1840, to about 98, 99% by 1896. Uh, yet reminiscence of the old radical liberal ideology remain present and, struggle and strong in this period, and the liberals and... Um, engaged in the struggle for the minds and hearts of French Quebecers. A struggle the Liberals were too loose in the end. The epic struggle is reflected in a long quarrel um, of the Bishop of Bourget, who, who, um, who constructed his, the Cathedral of, in Montreal on a reduced scale of the St. Peter's Cathedral in Rome as an outward manifestation of his beliefs with the uh, Institut Canadien and the Rouge Party, the two engaged in a long struggle. Um, and the, if you go to see the Basilica, or should I say the cathedral uh, called the uh, Marie Reine du Monde, or Mary Queen of the World Cathedral in Montreal, and it was an outward manifestation of this period of liberalism and ultramonetism in, um, in Quebec. So the ultramontane ultra beliefs in Quebec, and this is very, very common on the Indian subcontinent. This is what children, well, this is what Christians are indoctrinated to believe in the, on the Roman Catholic continent. And if you understand, uh, Islam does exactly the same thing. Exactly all Abrahamic groups do the same thing. Um, and they are, they are absolutely repressive with this ideology. You're indoctrinated with this right from the time you're born. So power comes from God and flows downwards to the Pope, the church, and then to the civil authorities. In all matters of faith, the Pope is infallible, my dear friends, right? The church and state are united, but the state is subordinate to the church. One is a divine institution and the other is earthly. The church determines that the extent of the jurisdiction, authority, and influence uh, none may interfere with that. They prof propound a conservative vision of the world, oppose tolerance, democracy, freedom of thought, and the press. They also oppose, in the European context, the principle of nation-states and nationalities. Uh, they refuse to compromise with ideas coming out of the French Revolution and with progress. They emphasize duties as opposed to rights. They uh, support the church intervention into politics so that the true principles will win. Uh, they were shocked when legislation to outlaw the undue influence in politics was enacted. The politics, the political interference benefited um, the Conservative Party at that time and condemned the Liberal Party to permanent opposition. They stressed in the ultra-montane form of nationalism, um, which three pillars of uh, with emphasis on three pillars of survival. Nationalism is emptied of political content. They preach three myth myths of agriculturalism, anti-statism, and messianism, and display xenophobic tendencies. This is the church, okay? I'm talking of the church, fellows. Just remember what I'm trying to say. I'm going to post a link to this on my Facebook page. I hope that you will take a look at it and spread it because this is exactly what the church and Islam does on the Indian subcontinent.
absolutely hideous people. Um, so uh, basically, the United States and France are not the true Catholic, and not the true Catholic France, but the liberal France, are seen as the source of nearly all evils in modern society. Um, in this period, the church gains many privileges in Quebec. Full guarantees were extended to confessional schools. Indeed, the only schools permitted in Quebec were confessional schools. All civil registries were kept by the church. The only form of marriage acceptable was the religious marriage, and divorces could only be achieved through an act of federal parliament. Um, that means the only f uh, form of marriage you had to be a religious marriage, and divorces could not be divorce could not be achieved uh, to an act uh, could only be achieved an act of federal parliament. That means in Ottawa, which is like Delhi, uh, the church corporations were not taxed and the titty, well, uh, they were not legally sanctioned. I don't know what that is. Um, I think the uh, the money that you give the church every every Sunday. In general, the Church of Quebec controlled education, health, services, charitable institutions. If we consider the role of the state is to regulate society and provide to its social services, then in Quebec in the late 19th century, the church had become, in practice, the state. They were a feudal, a repressive empire. In this period, the church gained many, sorry, yes, uh, the church became the state um, by 1896 to 1960. Uh, a period called the Triumphant Church, having achieved the pinnacle of its influence and power in preceding period of church, sought to sac sacralize or Christianize all aspects and classes of French-Canadian society in the next period. Sought the training, in practice the church, sought the training and renewal of the elite through increasing involvement in classical colleges, um, there were several dozen established during this period, including a number of women who had been neglected previously. Many associations and movements addressed to the elite were established in this period. Among them were the Association Catholique de la Jeunesse Canadienne Française. That means the Association of Canadian French Canadian Youth. Um, the École Sociale Populaire, the Semaine Sociale du Canada, the French Catholic universities were vastly expanded to accommodate the elite, promoted the Christianization of the masses, a vast network of Catholic social action groups were established in the parishes of the provinces. The church also assumed the leadership of the temperance movement. Some parishes were known to have up 30, 40 different pious organizations and parishioners frequently belonged to several of these at the time, preached Christianization of the social economic order, Catholic unions were established for workers and farmers, there was a Catholic chaplain on each of the trade, union, uh, trade unions uh, locals in Quebec. Um, they studied the social and economic uh, problems in the light of the Catholic social teachings. That means everything had to, re to relate to the Catholic Church and be controlled by it. The role of the Church was especially important in the asbestos psych in 1949. Strike. The Church supported and sponsored the establishment of large number of cooperatives, especially the Caisse Populaire, 
that means Caisse Populaire is a bank in Quebec, which uh, were all organized on the parish basis and with strong clerical support. That means um, the, the church supported uh, the banks because banks became religious. They had they needed the okay of the banks. Well, not in reality, but uh, not uh, legally, but, uh, you know, in morally. And uh, it's very much like uh, Islamic banking. Okay, what's it called? I forgot the name. Um, yeah, Islamic banking. Uh, you had where the where the mullahs and tullahs control everything. You needed you need a mullah. You need a mullah to sign off on everything, or to bless everything, or to say a dua. Everything the same way the Christian uh, so Christian church, the Catholic church, the same thing in Quebec. They had. Um, uh, the, the church sponsored the banks, uh, a bank which is especially called the Caisse Populaire, uh, and and which was all organized on the parish basis. So they had a, they had a bank in every parish, that means every district, um, and which and it is supported big time. Wish Christianization through mass media, several Catholic newspapers were established to combat yellow journalism. The best known were, was Le Droit, l'Action Catholique. Le Droit means the right or the law, uh, the authority, the action catholique, that means the catholic is action, and le devoir, that means the duty. After initially combating social uh, cin strongly cinema, the church ran a vast network of theaters in church basements. That means the church went against cinema. They did not uh, allow cinema. They were against cinema. And they also, um, so they, 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 they uh, established theaters, theaters in very various locations, and uh, that's why even in today local parishes you see theater, you arts and dramatic societies. When I grew up, I we were told not to watch TV or not to watch um, cinema, and the church never liked when we went to watch Hindi films. No, uh, what are you wasting your time for? They would tell us. In, in a way, uh, I don't like cinema anymore, and I think they're all nonsense. But uh, that's how I grew up liking theater because we were we were programmed to go watch theater instead of TV, uh, and you see the same thing happening in Quebec, happened on the Indian subcontinent, happened in my community, happened in Goa. This is how the church runs. This is how Islam runs. Myself exactly the same. They control everything from banking to school um, to the farmers' union to to newspapers to the media. Everything. So clearly it's evident that the church wielded a great deal of power and influence in this time. Uh, however, this power did not go uncontested. They remained the pockets of radical liberals to champion another version of the world and fight extreme clergy. Um, sorry. Um, as well as the church was never able to bring the people of Quebec to support Prohibition. I think we all know what that is. Despite strenuous efforts to convince the people that it should do so, when the hierarchy supported, when the hierarchy supported too openly the British or the Canadian authorities, it faced both defiance and scorn of the people. Such was the case when the hierarchy supported too openly the war effort of the Canadian government, even in the Second World War. The Church was never able to bring people. To forego attending cinema in the province and to support the campaign of Asha Sheni. Asha Sheni means buy, buy from us. 
I mean, buy only from the church declared institutions. Uh, like, you know, the Muslims uh, who have halal banking or Islamic banking, they cannot, they have a problem when people, Muslims, go and, and, and support banking all over the world uh, besides their Islamic banking. They don't like it because they want to control your money. Unconsciously, the, the people of Quebec resisted clerical control and expressed in it variety of ways, especially in the widespread use of profanity that is almost directed towards things connected to the church and religion. So in Quebec, because the, the people revolted against the church, everything that became was uh, divine or holy became a bad word. So any bad word is actually a holy word. So you say tabarnak, which is a, a bad word in Quebec, sorry to say it, uh, it's actually a holy word, it means a tabernacle, uh, and all, as to show its anger and vent its anger against the church, it um, used all holy words as bad words, yes. So while the church had a good deal of success in integrating the masses, the advent of the Second World War and the modernization of communications, uh, in um, open in Quebec increasingly to outside influence. So just like the internet is now opening India and the world to outside influences, we're seeing people with different points of view from all over the world. It is breaking down barriers, it's breaking down divisions, it's it's making us closer together. We realize that these ideologies of these Abrahamic ideologies are absolutely worth the garbage bin when they tell you only you're going to heaven and they ever, everyone else is going to hell. They isolate you, they exploit your mind, and then they rape your body after that. That's why the church has had and uh, so much of a rape. Uh, because they isolate you and make you believe that you are you belong to them. They control your mind. Islam does the same thing. Judaism does the same thing. So the church had, uh, while the church had a good deal of success in integrating masses, with the advent of the Second World War, the modernization of communications for the, that age, radio, television was, was a lot for that age. Uh, it's like the internet for us. It opened Quebec to outside influence and thus to many changes. In any case, the increasing involvement of the church in all aspects of life of, of French Canadians contained the germs of the demise of the church influence. The church was able to finance all these institutions, was unable to finance all these institutions, and to provide the personnel to support them. Eventually, it was recognized that the state had to take its responsibility for the well-being of the province, and this would have been done during the silent revolution. So, um, from the 1960 to modern age, uh, the Liberal Prime Minister of Quebec, Jean Lesage, 1960, unleashed the floodgates of change. Uh, this uh, change was so sudden and widespread that it received the name of the Quiet Revolution. In this period, the modernization of Quebec, uh, no institution was to be affected more than the Roman Catholic Church. Values, ideas, and institutions from the past were well questioned, like we're doing on the Indian subcontinent right now. The um, um, from yes, these all had been anchored by the church. Language replaced fair the faith as the pillar of survival. So instead of the faith, we have language that now represents us and the distinctiveness of Quebec. The state took over schools and hospitals and were, were to eventually be deconfessionalized, that means remove the church from the schools. 
and churches were nearly emptied completely because no one wanted to go to school anymore or to church anymore. Within 10 years, Quebec went from being the promised province with the highest birth rate in Canada to having the lowest. You know, Celine Dion comes from, from, from Quebec and she comes from a family of 14 children. This was a normal in Quebec in those days, a normal, literally. We don't have that anymore. Uh, the society became profoundly secularized and the church influence went fell to nearly nothing. Uh, I'm going to post this on my on my website on my Facebook page and I would like for you to read it if you do have a chance and I, I really appreciate your time. Uh, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm reading this to you is to understand what the influence and the actions of the church were um, and religious institutions, Abrahamic religious institutions, um, um, in even in predominantly uh, Catholic in Catholic societies or uh, Christian societies, they suppress, they repress every tongue they can carry, everything. They even control the state, uh, very much like uh, Islamic nations uh, are right now. Um, they control the state very much like in Goa, and that's why Goa got independence from from the Portuguese. Um, I was told. Um, by people uh, in Canada that there was a time when you you could not wear pants, women could not wear pants to go to church or even to the hospital or anywhere to be seen decent. Uh, you could not go to a hospital uh, and sign and and sign your and you know, go and get admission. You needed your husband to sign for you. There was a time when you could not sign a check in Quebec. Um, your husband had to sign a check. Women did not have the authority to sign a check. Um, and it pretty much changed when during the First Second World War and people, men had to go to war and they did not come back because we lost so many people during the war. Um, Canada lost so many people. Um, and at one point, uh, you know, they had to release the stranglehold on the people because now you couldn't, if you needed to go to, to the hospital and your husband was not there, you how could you go to it? It was very much like Saudi Arabia. You can't go to the hospital or you can't drive and you can't do certain things. You can't go without a man. A man has to control you all the time, uh, which is precisely what uh, happened uh, in Quebec. It was such a close society because the Roman Catholic Church is no different, is as hardcore as Sunni Islam. Um, now, they, like, literally, so they, they had to produce children, they were children-making machines, um, and, and that was the long and short of the story, um, uh, very difficult, um, and so they, when the, the men went to war, they didn't come back, now all of a sudden the women had to take control, and when, when the war was over, you know, they said, well, tough luck, we got all this control, why am I going to give it back to you? And that's where women started, uh, women in Quebec took, con took control of their lives, and slowly by slowly, they uh, made sure not, you know, they, they got their freedom. It was called the Silent Revolution, and the church was never the same again. And that was a time when liberalism took over, uh, as we call, as people call it in Quebec, in Canada, premier, the premier, the prime ministers, prime ministers of uh, the premiers of provinces, because we have states, not pro we have provinces, not states, and they're called the premiers, or as we have in India, um, um, chief minister, uh, uh, chief ministers. 
of a state. So sim similarly, chief ministers in Canada are called premiers. Um, and uh, Premier Jean Lesage in 1960 took over. He instituted a number of reforms and that led to the Quebec we are today. Uh, that also led to very strong nationalism. It also led to a, uh, uh, two referendums, um, which where Quebec wanted to secede from the Canadian Union. And I'm sure you can look it up and know what it is. But it led to strong nationalism, which is exactly what is happening in India right now. So you see, my 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 point here is for you to see that you know these so-called minority uh, minority uh, atrocity literature or vocabulary that's being used as a narrative to play with your mind on the Indian subcontinent. Uh, these repressive religions are actually feudal empires. All these religions, especially Abrahamic religions, are feudal empires. The empires are dead, but their divine departments are open for business. And they need our human capital to resurrect their empires. The only way to hang on to power is to rebrand themselves as God, as religion, as divine intervention, and control your mind. The moment they control your mind, they control the economics around you. Uh, and they get a cut out of everything. Then they sell your vote to the highest bidder at the top, whoever's willing to buy it, in return for money from the state. The, the state gives them money, the state gives them lands, and these people control the minds of the people on the ground um, and, and make sure that the votes go to the, own, to the people of their choice who their lobbies have bought out. Uh, and this is exactly what Islam has done on the Indian subcontinent. It's controlled the mind of the people. It's um, exploited the minds of the people, made sure the inferiority of the women on the Indian subcontinent, um, made sure of we are, we are behind in everything. And this is pretty much what uh, 1300 years of Abrahamic invasion has slowly done to the Indian subcontinent. I mean, in this country, it's only 400 years, uh, but in India, it's been 1300 years. Can you imagine that? Um, we are sick and tired, and we are sick and tired, and we want out of this uh, Abrahamic colonization of our mind and the exploitation of our bodies uh, for the simple power and, and control, money and power and money for the, the establishment. Now, a lot of people say, oh, well, Christianity has changed. Christianity has not changed. It's the people who have changed. Because you cannot control, you cannot change an establishment. An establishment of religion is about power. You cannot rehabilitate power. You can rehabilitate you. You can secede. You can be, uh, and the only way of doing that is stop putting money in their pockets. Stop putting money. Pe people stop going to church and they stop putting money. The moment they stop putting money, the government and the church had no money to buy out the government. And guess what? They were free. They the advent, it says here, of social media of its time led to the downfall of the church. Um, so in those days, the radio, the TV, uh, this is what was the social media of its time. And the moment they had all the social media, they had a vent for the emotions. Um, and that vent for the emotions meant uh, new, new ideas, new ways of life, thinking out of the box, new societies, schools, uh, universities, schools that were now not controlled by the state anymore, as we have today, a secularism, socialist state that controls everything. So now we have new, new uh, we have, uh, we have uh, 
the school system is no longer now controlled by uh, the church. Um, we have the internet revolution, uh, sorry, the social media revolution of its time, which is radio, okay? New methods of communication that would develop for the First and Second World Wars. Uh, freedom of thought, freedom of press. Um, they, uh, the conservative vision of the world, they, they yeah, they, um, the the, friend, the the church did not like this one single bit. They opposed tolerance. They opposed democracy. They opposed freedom of thought, freedom of press. So you see the uh, socialist Marxist and the communist media who who keeps saying, oh uh, yes, uh, freedom of speech has been cut in reality, but only they want the religion. They want freedom of speech only for themselves. They do not want freedom of speech for you. When you say something, ah, oh, goes down the tubes. Uh, but when they say something, it's okay. So this is what they want. This is what the church wanted. This is what the Islamic uh, establishment wants in India to to cut off any sort of communication between each group uh, and and isolate you, exploit your mind to to mold it to their requirements and to use you as a stepping stone to rise up to power. Um, and they'll feed you atrocity literature about the other side. That, they are bad, they are negative, they are the devil, and you are a victim, you need to stay on the plantation. So these long and short of the stories, they are not religions, they are relics of colonial empires, the empires are dead, but their divine departments are open for business, and they need our human capital to resurrect their empires. The answer is no. Um, the same way in India, the... the um, the church is completely choosing to have selective amnesia and forget what its atrocities are. Um, now they have, uh, they're screaming, uh, they are screaming victimhood, victimhood, fascism, fascism. When they control our minds, they control our bodies, they control our moral habits, they control our schools, they control what we said, what we were exposed to. They definitely. Uh, did not want us to watch the TV, Hindi movies. They did not want us to play in, in with uh, non-Christian um, uh, festivals. Uh, they did not want us uh, to um, to marry outside the church. It's the same way with Islam. You you can't marry outside Islam. Uh, they want to keep you on the cycle of uh, exploitation and and. Plant, slave plantation mentality where you did you're dependent on them and they decide everything you have to do uh, the only way to change it is to stop putting putting money in their pockets so if you don't put money into their schools in, sorry into their churches into their um, mosques into even the temples because the temples money is going to church it's not going to the pundits the, the, the money from from your the temples is going straight to the government Okay, and it's important to understand that these temples are not supposed to be there, uh, not supposed to give them money, but the, the state has completely taken over the temples in India. Uh, so another way of doing it is all these halal foods, uh, you've got to stop putting your money to it. Uh, even the meat in India, any type of meat is controlled by the halal ecosystem on the ground. So they're the ones who are controlling the, the meat processing in India, pretty much, I'm not saying everything, but mostly. Uh, so your money is still going to them. If the moment you stop eating non-vegetarian non food, they don't get your money. Whichever the institution, if you're if you're eating non-vegetarian food, the the money is going to their ecosystem. So that has to stop. 
you you have to stop putting your uh, money in the, all these dark guys and all this nonsense. Uh, and I apologize for saying that, but no, no religious institutions, even the Sikh temples. Why do you need to put money into their institutions? Does God ask for money? God needs money? Then who are these people who are dividing us? It's time to rise above that division, off, off do the labels, understand the atva, all that lies in between. We're just currents and waves. It's our currents that form the waves. And if you take one step at a time, Stop putting your money and power into someone else's hands. Buy a book. Read. 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 Keep reading. Buy the books. Uh, share your book. Read on articles. Read on, on books. Um, um, then write. Writing is a very good vent uh, to externalize your emotions. And the money that you save from all this nonsense, uh, give it to a child in need, uh, a person, a poor person who's struggling. Help mentor them. Uh, mentor, 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 because they need your assistance, they need your guidance, and share with them the knowledge of the Indian subcontinent, the Vedic uh, subcontinent, and slowly by slowly give them the ideas, uh, talk to them, mentor them, and they will rise up with you. They will be the next generation of uh, empowered uh, people of the Indian subcontinent, and we will rise again to a better day. Um, so this is my story again today, uh, the atrocities, the same atrocities that the church is trying to blame on the Hindu, um, on, on the local Hindus and their politics in, in the Indian subcontinent. They were the oppressors, they were not the victims. Um, and even in predominantly Christian countries, the church does exactly the same thing. Uh, so they have no one to blame except the three fingers pointing back to them. So I just want to say thank you for your time. I am going to post this on my Facebook page and you can, you're welcome to take a look at it, uh, understand it and go from there. I thank you so much for your time and I wish you a pleasant, pleasant day.